it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. A fan of this program. Well, actually, we have uh, two people in our in our circle who are running for governor. Lee Zeldin of New York and a fan of this program, Caitlyn Jenner, who's going to be running in California. What? Yeah. Mike, turn your microphone on for a second. You know, we get crank calls all the time. And I remember it was how many years ago was that we got a call Caitlin from California? Four uh, years ago? Yeah, maybe. It was before Trump, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was it was before Trump. We got a call from Caitlin from California. And Mike, super producer Mike got in my ear, goes, I don't think this is a crank call. I think this is Caitlin Jenner. And I was like, okay. Let's go to Caitlin from California. And it turned out to be Caitlyn Jenner. And then much to the shock and dismay among some, in the hallowed halls of Sirius XM, when Caitlyn Jenner came up to promote the book, one of the first people that Caitlyn asked to meet was me. And they could not believe it. They, they could not believe it. I mean, look, it's... New York, it's Midtown Manhattan, it's the entertainment industry. There are some very woke people that work at Sirius XM. And they, they, they were just in shock. And I remember, I remember walking into the green room having a good conversation. And Caitlyn Jenner, notice I'm not saying he or she. Said, why won't you see me the way I want you to see me? And I said, with all due respect, you're Bruce Jenner to me. I said, I am part of a generation that grew up revering you on the cover of the Wheaties box. You can't just take that away from me. I said, I believe you are free to live the life you want to live, be the person that you want to be, but you can't rob me of how I know you. And then (laughs) out came the book, and I have a picture of it. I can put it up on... on, uh, Twitter, if I have to, it says, to my work in progress, it says, to Andrew, my work in progress, Caitlin. They're saying, Andrew, are you going woke? Absolutely not. We're talking about California here. If Caitlin Jenner said, I'm going to run, I'm going to run on a platform of lowering taxes, allowing for gun rights, while, I don't know, throw in some LGBTQ woke agenda items. I mean, that's already there, right? That's already there. If if you could vote in California to lower your taxes and reclaim your Second Amendment rights, you will have made, dare I borrow the word, massive progress. If your choice is between another woke leftist who is going to raise your taxes even higher, drive businesses ever more out of the state, crack down ever more on the Bill of Rights, or somebody who socially you think is a little weird, but you're going to get a tax cut and you're going to get your gun rights back, I can tell you how I would vote. Wine 695 patriot 9572874 I mean, it's California. It's California. A lot of stuff to get to. Now it's 
racist. Everything is racist. Therefore, nothing's racist. It is now racist to oppose the blatant, unconstitutional, naked as a jaybird power grab by the Democrats to give themselves new voting members of the Congress and six, count them, six, count them six electoral votes. They would literally be giving the Biden family three electoral votes to cast for themselves and then another three for the air fingers quote, what are they calling it again? It's the Douglas and something or they have a, a name for it. And they don't, they don't want you to think this is unconstitutional or a power grab. I mean, this, this has to be done. And if it's not done, you're a racist. Here's Representative Mondaire Jones. It's racist. Cut four. Mr. Speaker, I have had enough of my colleagues' racist insinuations that somehow the people of Washington, D.C. are incapable or even unworthy of our democracy. One Senate Republican said that D.C. wouldn't be a, quote, well-rounded, working-class state. I had no idea there were so many syllables in the word white. One of my House Republican colleagues said that D.C. shouldn't the, be a state because the district— stop? Does, this, this is the, the theatrics, the blatant theatrics here. The Democrats know exactly what they're doing. They are trying to steal the 2022, the 2024 presidential election. They think abolish the police, defund the police, not talking about the border is going to carry them to victory in 2022. And now they want to steal 2024 because they can't pull the same game next time around. They're not going to be able to play the games that they played in Pennsylvania and Arizona, and Nevada, and Wisconsin, and Michigan. Well, then again, maybe they think they'll have HR1 all nicely wrapped up, HR1, SB1, all wrapped up, and they won't have to waste their time with some of these these uh, these states. Now it's about nailing the door shut. They want three electoral votes for their friends in D.C., another three for the first family, two more United States senators, and then at least a minimum of one representative. But if anyone opposes this giant, you want to talk about gerrymandering? This is the ultimate act of gerrymandering. They're not carving, they're not carving up a state's congressional map. They are literally creating one against the grain of the constitution so they can ram their agenda through. Keep playing uh, Representative Jones. One Senate Republican said that D.C. wouldn't be a, quote, well-rounded working class state. I had no idea there were so many syllables in the word white. One of my House Republican colleagues said that D.C. shouldn't be a state because the district doesn't have a landfill. (laughs) My goodness, with all the racist trash my colleagues have brought to this debate, I can see why they're worried about having a place to put it. The truth is there is no good faith argument for disenfranchising over 700,000 people, Mr. Speaker, most of whom are people of color. Actually, there is. If you want these people to be represented by a state, then give the land back to Maryland. The Constitution is clear. Can you imagine the kind of power? The kind of power 
a state would have if it housed the federal city. The abuse that it would it would be able to, this is ridiculous. And they know it's ridiculous. Which is why every time the Democrats make a ridiculous argument, the only defense they have is that it's racist to oppose them. Play cut five. Some of my colleagues on the other side, rather than fashion any argument on the merits, have taken to denigrating the basic worth. You mean the merits of, of the Constitution? Of the District of Columbia, a part of our country that's 47% African-American. One member of the minority party went so far as to say lawmakers should, quote, go out where the real people are across the country and ask them what they think about D.C. statehood. Get oh out. My where, God. Get out to where oh the my real God. people are. Oh, my God. Bigotry. White supremacy Bigotry. is raining down like a Bigotry. meteor shower. I shouldn't have to remind my colleagues that it's shockingly inappropriate to imply that lives and occupations and rights of D.C.'s residents are somehow less than their fellow citizens in other more real, quote unquote, and almost always more white parts of the country. We all know that the minority party opposes DC statehood because it fears giving political power and representation to American Uh citizens if they might not vote for Republicans. The Constitution has nothing to do with it. The fact that you'd be doubling the electoral votes, adding two United States Senate seats, You know exactly what you're doing. This is not a democracy. Nobody has to live in the District of Columbia. This is not a democracy. The word democracy, and I I will wait for the ankle biters to start calling in, because you know they they, they never do. When I say the word democracy does not appear in the Constitution, how could the construct of our government and nation be be termed a democracy when the word democracy does not appear in the Constitution? How is that possible? How is that possible? If people want to be represented in a state, then they should live in a state. The District of Columbia was created by the Constitution to be considered a district that would house the federal seat of power, providing no advantage or disadvantage to the other remaining states. And another thing, did the federal government create itself? Did the federal government create itself? No. Just like the federal government has not a tax dollar that does not originate from the states in some form or another, the federal government did not create itself. It was not divine. It was created by the states in what was called ratification. And the states agreed amongst themselves that the federal seat would be devoid of being in a state. Thus, land was carved from Maryland. Try to imagine the Hunger Games-tocracy nature of our nation. If the capital was still in either New York City and thus the state of New York, or Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania. Try to imagine the power of the state of Pennsylvania or the power of New York. New York is already a powerful state. This is gerrymandering. This is gerrymandering, and this woke argument about anyone who opposes it 
is a racist. The Constitution is explicit, and we do not live in a democracy. The word democracy does not appear in the Constitution, nor does voting rights. But yet Democrats run around screaming and yelling, voting rights, democracy, democracy, and voting rights, when no such words appear in the governing document that they swear to uphold. Wines 695 Patriot 9572874. This is just an argument to give the Democrats leverage. Nothing more, nothing less. The same thing with abolishing the Electoral College. The same for HR1, SB1. They want to use the system to remake the system in their favor. They accuse Republicans of rejecting the notion because it will lead to a Democrat majority. Whereas the Democrats don't deny that's what they're attempting to do. This isn't about fairness or justice or black people versus white people. This is something the Democrats have invented to be the wedge issue. We want something that is boldly unconstitutional. And now it's a race wedge issue. Why don't they just run on their successes at the border? Or why don't they just continue to take credit for the distribution of the vaccines that were developed under Trump? They've been doing that quite well. And we're going to get into the Washington Post. Someone named, what is this guy's name? What is this guy's name? David Lynch. Listen to this headline. We'll get deeper into this after the after the break. As economy spikes, Republicans are still waiting for the Biden depression that Trump predicted. None of Joe Biden's tax policies have gone into effect. None of his climate change policies have gone into effect. None of his new regulations have gone into effect. There's nothing the the economy is, of course the 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 stock market is going to rise to compensate for losses as the economy reopens, that's not to Biden's credit. Check back in a year. Remember Obama's big infrastructure, the the big uh, stimulus package that was passed in the first 100 days by the summer of 2009? The unemployment rate went up from 7.8% to 8.1%. None of these things have gone into effect. But the why? Well, where, where's this big dip that all your Republicans are talking about? That's like saying there's no bubble. What bubble? Well, a bubble building and a bubble bursting are two different things. Boom and bust are two different things. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Coming up after the next segment, Senator Ron Johnson's going to join us. He's trending on Twitter, by the way. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs> 